today's episode is airing on Thanksgiving Day, November 25th, 2021. So I just wanted to take a moment and express my gratitude for all of my listeners and all of my guests. This podcast has truly been a blessing in my life, and I hope you all are enjoying listening. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for all of those of you who have supported me and helped this podcast come to life. So today's episode is with Yale-trained psychiatrist, Dr. Maureen McGoran, who has 20 years in practice with a particular focus on helping women step into their power. Over the last decade, she has taken a more holistic approach, incorporating meditation and spirituality as tools in both her one-on-one offerings, as well as group coaching and masterclasses. I hope you enjoy listening to this thought-provoking conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Please leave a review and share your thoughts with me on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C. All right, let's get started. Hi, my name is Kristen McAlizzi. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach, a mother of four, a proud wife, a sister, a friend, and a lover of life. Each week, I want to bring you conversations that will touch your heart, make you laugh, inspire you, teach you, and help you grow into the fullest, realest version of yourself. I believe when we dare to be vulnerable and share our stories, we see the humanness of one another and often recognize the bravery inside of ourselves. Whether it's extraordinary or seemingly ordinary, everybody has a warrior story. Welcome to The Warrior Within Us. Good morning, Dr. Maureen. How are you this morning? I'm good, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm really excited to have this conversation. Why don't you introduce yourself to my audience and tell a little bit about who you are and what you do? Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'd love to share that. So I am, I'm trained as a psychiatrist. I've been practicing psychiatry for about just over 20 years. And um, during that time, I really wanted to find like a more broad things to offer people. Um, Going into psychiatry, I didn't realize how much the field is sort of medication focused and, you know, hospitalization. So I, I wanted to kind of you know, see what I could bring. And, and it was also a journey for myself in terms of learning more about um, sort of dealing with mood and also at the same time became more of like a sense of spiritual awakening and, you know, wanting to bring all that I had learned in my life to people. And it was a much bigger thing than the box I felt of medicine and psychiatry. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting and so needed because I think, and I don't know if you can, this resonates, but I think when we get so sort of drawn to realizing that these systems are in place, right. And, and we learn about how things have always been done. Sometimes it's not easy to kind of change the system, so to speak, and broaden the way we look at things when we've learned more, you know, I think that um, medicine in particular is one of those things where like, it's constantly evolving, yet some parts of it are at a much slower pace where we're not bringing in what we've learned, right? And um, sort of 
breaking out of old molds and patterns that don't fit anymore. Um, I was watching, I don't know if it was 60 Minutes or Sunday morning, one of those shows yesterday, and they were talking about um, PTSD and how a lot of the um, approaches that they've taken for so long aren't working. So it's so interesting that it's like, when are we going to broaden how we, what we offer in terms of especially psychiatry to really bring it more current and use all the things we've learned that do work into the picture. And I think for me, you know, I think we've placed so much value and emphasis on education, which is so important and so valued and valuable, but we really look to people who are trained doctors and have been to school to to school for this as like the leaders right and so when somebody like yourself who has been in psychiatry for so long brings some of these more holistic practices into place I think it's really reassuring for like the average person to say wow this brings some credibility to the way I think I would view it and um, so I really just value the work you do so much and appreciate it. And I think that it's so needed, especially right now with, you know, mental health being really at the forefront of the world right now. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because the institution of medicine is such a sacred thing in some ways, like having gone through, it's like an initiation, it's a training, it's such an in-depth thing. and you know, I'm really grateful for it because I've learned so much about the body and what are really red flags to, to, to notice in terms of um, not only mental health, but physical health. So I feel like that's a really important thing that I'm really grateful to have. And when I work with people, I can kind of say like, this isn't just psychiatric or this isn't just mood, you know, kind of looking at the bigger picture of health. Um, and I agree. I think that there's a sense of, because it is a sort of institution in a way that it's like, it hasn't really learned in some ways to evolve, you know, like it feels like there's this other level and it's kind of branching out into things like functional medicine or integrative health or holistic health. And, and that's sort of the direction I've been going in. And there's even in those, there are a lot of multiple directions that those go in as well. Um, but I think it, it, it's also like, I think it's important for the person, you know, there's an evolution of you as a person, as a patient, as as a, you know, an, an emancipated, empowered person to kind of find your own path. Mm. So I think that's the beauty of it too. It's that there's something about medicine that's very passive in a way. I mean, it's super helpful if you, you know, you have a major disease and you need to be hospitalized or, you know, you break your leg, you know, this, medicine is amazing. Um, but there, I think there is something of, about it for each person when they actively say, I want to change or this isn't working and they're really actively involved in their care, you know? And so they're seeking out providers or they're looking at alternative health. I think that's the thing where things really shift for people where they're saying, yes, I'm involved and yes, I'm important. I need to take care of myself. So I feel like that's the piece um, that people, um, that's important for people. But on the flip side, for me being a psychiatrist, the thing I love is that people can come thinking that they have one choice, you know, whether it's I'm anxious or depressed and I need to start an SSRI or I've been on one. It's like, wait, there's this whole world of things that are available for you and that I can kind of bridge that gap for mm. people and mm. holding both. So if they're on medications or not, like I can, you know, there's like a transition period that I think is really important in our medical system. Like you said, COVID right now, mental health is skyrocketing. You know, it's just 
people are overwhelmed. It's we've just been barraged with a certain heaviness, you know. And mm -hmm. I particularly feel for children. I think that it's um, it's probably not really appreciated how much it's impacted them, you know, mm -hmm. the whole social isolation, staying at home thing. But um, so I think that. I guess my point is like now more than ever, we all need it. And so it's it's sort of like looking around, like what's available, what can you engage with? Who, who's the right person for you? How can that help you type of thing? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So bring me back, because I think it's amazing that you had already been sort of on this path and looked more broadly. And really, I think when it boils down to it, really doing, really connecting the mind body, soul, that whole connection, which I think is so critical um, years ago. So tell me a little bit about the journey from, you know, maybe practicing psychiatry in a more traditional way to broadening the scope of the way you do, you know, the way you practice. What was that yeah. sort of evolution like? Yeah, it's funny because I've learned about human design recently. And um, one of the things I see is that I have a some undefined or open centers as they have it. And one of them would be like identity and the other one is your head. And, and basically what it means, and it just made sense to me, it's like in terms of the head or thinking, it's like that I can take in a lot of different perspectives at the same time. Like that's really easy and natural for me. And I think that's been one of my skills in my work is that I can see the perspectives of all the people involved, whatever they're talking about. I can also see patterns really clearly and quickly that can help people you know, move forward with that. So, and also with the identity too, it's like sort of having a flow in terms of the work. Mm -hmm. Basically, I feel like my whole life, I've always had that sense of this, all these different perspectives at the same time. And I came from a family, I have uh, 11 brothers and sisters. Wow. Eight of them are in medicine. <laughs> wow. Generations of doctors. Um, my my grandmother was one of the first female physicians in Ireland um, to study at the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland, where I also did my training, which was so amazing wow. to kind of follow in her footsteps. So there was a lot of medicine in my family, and, um, and I thought, oh, I, I want to do that. You know, I'd seen it around. I grew up, my dad was a family practitioner. We had patients that you know, the office was connected to our house. So we'd have patients like ringing the doorbell, like my finger fell off or, you know, just all this kind of stuff where we were, we were like immersed in it. Wow. And he was the type of doctor that, you know, did home visits, delivered babies, did everything. It was kind of before managed care came in mm. and it was just so beautiful. Like medicine was so different. It was a really, like he knew the whole family. He knew them. Like he mm. knew that, like he met, even, even like my friends, when they would come over, he would, he would help them. They were all like, I love your dad. You know? So medicine had this really kind of comfortable, connected feeling. Um, and then when I went into medical school, I realized like, oh, there's so many different areas that you can study, you know? And I actually thought I might go into cardiology. I was kind of interested in that. It was fascinating how the heart works and the whole system, but, um, Funnily enough, anyway, I, I, when I went to school, I went to school in Ireland. I have dual citizenship. So I studied at the Royal College of Surgeons where my grandmother had gone and I have other relatives who've been there. Um, and I really missed my boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, this is so far away. We were in different time zones. He was actually in medical school in Las Vegas. And so the only time we could talk was on the weekends because of the time difference. And so I was like, I'm so sad, I'm so sad. So I was like, well, I'm gonna do some counseling. And I did some counseling and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like I could change how I felt by changing how I thought about things. And I was mm. like, I really like this. And I thought, well, maybe I'll go into psychiatry. So 
in my medical school uh, on my own, I did this other course on the weekends. It was like a group psychotherapy training because I wanted to see like, well, I really like this, you know? And I was like, this is so cool. Like it's an even deeper level of it. Um, so I, I went into psychiatry at Boston I studied uh, Boston University. And, um, and then I got there, I was like, whoa, this is all like inpatient, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of medications. And I was like, where's the therapy? You know, there were a lot of uh, my attendings who trained me who were psycho psychodynamic or psychoanalytically trained. So I, I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And then essentially I was like, as soon as I could, I was like, I want to open private practice. So we moved to the Andover area and I opened a practice where I was doing um, therapy and medications. And I just felt like this is not right. Like I, I used to joke, like, I feel like a Pez dispenser. Like people mm. would literally come to me, open their mouth and I'd give them a pill. And I was like, I don't, I, this isn't, it just didn't feel right. You mm. know? And even the people that I was doing therapy with, they would be like, I've already talked about this and it's not changing. And I was like, hmm, you know, something, something isn't quite working. And I was feeling a bit burnt out at that point. I was, you know, I wasn't great with, you know, setting hours, setting limits. I didn't learn a lot of that stuff in medical school. I think that's one of the things that they could really teach people, doctors mm -hmm. about is more mm -hmm. self-care. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of doctors aren't healthy. It's because they've been in your training, you work like ridiculous hours, you know? Mm. Um, so I got pregnant with my son and I took some time off. And during that time, you know, I'd always had this sense like that I was on a mission. I was like, I don't know what my mission is, but I want to find something. <laughs> and um, I looked at like space clearing. I thought this sounded so cool. There was this whole energetic thing behind it. I didn't know much about it. And I started studying meditation. And um, there was a technique that's called IST or the inner space techniques of meditation, which is basically like a meditative therapy. It's like you, you guide someone into a meditation space and you work through different issues, different levels of issues with whatever's coming up, as well as addressing the energetic levels of different blockages um, and sort of strengthening your subtle body energetic system. It's similar to the idea of ch chakras. Um, and so it's like, without even telling them about it, but helping people feel more, um, more confident, more dense because their inner energetic subtle bodies have, have strengthened, they've, they've worked on them. And when I had these experiences myself, I did this for myself for a while, I was like, this is amazing, this is profound. So I became a practitioner in that. And then when I went back to my work, I brought that with me. And that, and that has been a kind of journey of me kind of becoming more myself in medicine. Mm. Um, you know, as we know, medicine is, it's, as I said, it's a sort of, it's an institutional thing. It's sort of sacred and they don't really like changes to it. And if you sure. don't do what's, standard of care you're liable to you know lose your license or have all these kind of consequences so there's a sense of like can I do this can I do this you know and so over the years it's kind of been so like gradually bringing more and more of these things in and as well doing a lot of my own work around um, embodiment sexuality training um, you know I've done so many different kinds of trainings but it's it's sort of like it it's all part of the person and it helps me with um, I work primarily with women at this point with all the different sort of issues that they may be struggling with, whether it's, you know, relationships, whether it's relationships with themselves, whether it's like the sexuality, whether it's um, anxiety, depression, overwhelm, that type of thing. So it's kind of like bringing all these different pieces together um, in a system, like we said at the beginning, that's kind of been re is reluctant to change or move directions. Mm. 
So interesting. And I think that the approach you take is so much more um, proactive, right? Than, than reactive in the sense that I think so much of the way we do things is like, let's just put a Band-Aid on, sometimes even a bullet, a bullet hole, right? Like, let's just put a Band-Aid on it and then continue on our, on our way instead of really trying to figure out like root causes or like bringing in the multi-dimensional layers of all of, of what we're talking about, right? Because there are, there isn't like, we're as humans just like really complex, right? So just saying, okay, take a pill and then you'll feel better um, really doesn't help get at the root causes or root issues of whatever it is that you're dealing with. And yes, there is a component that I think that that's beneficial for, but I don't think it necessarily looks at like the whole person and all of the different layers of how complex we are. Um, and I, I'm fascinated by this stuff. So it's so interesting because um, you're I, what I would consider a holistic psychiatrist. Is that how you would sort of identify yourself? And I um, have been following the holistic psych um, psychologist who is an, another um professional she's really popular she wrote a book and she's on Instagram and um when I was first watching her videos uh I like was watching a video one night and I was sitting next to my husband and I was like this is so fascinating to me and I had him watch the video I think I've told this story before I, ha I had him watch the video and I was like is this fascinating to you? And he was like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, no, no, no. I need to know if this is actually fascinating to you because I think that this might be like something I should explore more because that's how interested I am in it. And I don't know if, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know like outside of yourself, like if other people would feel the same, you know, I said, maybe this is just something everybody's fascinated with. And so I said, can you please be honest with me? And he said, yeah, I'm not really that fascinated by it. And I said, thank you, because now I know that I actually really am fascinated in this and it's something I should really further explore. So I've read her books and I've like, well, I don't know if she has more than one book, but she has a book called How to Do the Work. Her name's Dr. Nicola Perra. And I just feel like it's, it's really bringing in all of these things that we're learning over the years, right? That really evolves the way we, we, live in the world right so um I just find it really really fascinating and I think that there's just such a connection between our experiences and like intergenerational experiences and you know how we sort of care for ourselves um and I think like medicine but also all the other areas of life kind of need to evolve with the way we're changing right like we used to identify like the women we wanted to emulate as like the selfless woman, right? The woman that was like the, the goal, the, the, what do you call it? The, the paramount, like that was what we were living to be like is the woman who is the most selfless. And I remember it even as a kid hearing that, that like, oh, like my grandmother, for instance, she's, so selfless and she's always doing for everyone else and isn't that so wonderful and isn't she so wonderful and she was but she was also the epitome of an example of somebody who never knew how to take care of 
her because she was always thinking about everybody else. And I think we've learned so much about how that really breaks down all the systems we've built, right? Like, because when we don't show up for ourselves, we can't show up fully for everybody else. So even though in our mind, generations for generations, we thought that was like the goal, we, we know better now. And we've learned that that isn't. So it's like evolving how we take care of ourselves has to, I mean, has to be discussed and has to be brought current by what we know now, right? The whole, like, when we know better, we do better concept. Right, right. Yeah. And obviously, like, the role of women in society has changed a lot in terms of women being more part of the workforce and, you know, how to balance all that and realizing, like, the more that you care for yourself, the more that it has that sort of ripple effect where other people actually are positively impacted. Um, The other piece that I feel like that's really big for me is, is, you know, when you can get in touch with a sense of spirituality or a sense of something bigger than you, it also just, it makes a lot of things feel small and not as important. Mm. Like the, like one of the biggest examples for me was, I was just thinking about it, it's been five years now. It, it feels like in some ways, like it was two years ago, but, but also feels a long time ago when my youngest sister died suddenly, she, um, she had an aneurysm and I had just seen her a few days before for Christmas and, and now we're coming on Christmas and actually my mother died last year just after Christmas too. So it's kind of like there are these 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 deaths, you know, I think around the holidays, I think that's, you know, obviously what there's a lot of stress for people, these things come up, like these people aren't here, like where are they? Mm. But in terms of my, when my sister died, I had this experience with her where um because of all the meditation I had done and because of the energetic work, it's like, I could really feel her. Like I could feel her journey. I could feel her, like um, there are specific practices that I learned through my meditation school where you kind of tune into the, the, I think they call it like the, something of the rising self where you can tune into the person as they're sort of leaving their body. And it was just amazing. It was like so profound because I I was like, oh my God, that is my sister, but without all the heaviness of life. Mm. Like it was like her free, her, her joy, her like, and and, uh, I was like, wow. And it almost made it hard to grieve at that point because I was like, she's free. Like she's actually, and I really had the sense of like, she's moving on, you know, moving Mm. on to this next level, like really cementing for me this sense of like there's there's more after this life like this is not it and 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 during that period for me and like made me just reevaluate everything I was like why am I doing so many things that just have no meaning or why am I putting value or importance in all these type of things you know I mean that's you know example of an awakening you know kind of really like kind of gets you like right right back into that and even with my mother's death last year like she was older and she was always had this super positive approach about death like she would say like it's not the person who dies, it's the people who are left behind that are really, you know, suffering or struggling. She's like, you know, the person who goes is okay. And it was, she just embodied that in her dying process. Like she was just like, I'm going to be okay. I'm ready. I've had a great life. You know, I have these wonderful children. I, I couldn't ask for anything more, you know, and you could see how her body was starting to, you know, give out, mm. you know, and even in her whole death process, like she, as she was dying, she was saying like, I see my father there. Her father had died when she was like 12, a heart attack. She's like, he's there, he's crying. And, you know, it was like, she just so embraced this really healthy to me feeling of like, 
of unknowing, believing, faith, understanding that there's more. Like this is, we don't have to cling on to every aspect of human life or fear dying. It doesn't mean it won't hurt, like if people mm. we love die or if we die, but it's just this sense of like perspective. It's like, wow, like when you have this much bigger perspective, you can back off on the minutiae, the perfectionism, the having to get it done right. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like you can trust more, you know? And for me, there's also a sense of part of the IST work that I do, the inner space techniques of meditation. Another name for it is regression or past life therapy. And I laugh because that was something that was so hard for me to talk about as a doctor, because I was like, I can't say there are past lives. Like doctors don't say that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying there are, you believe what you believe, but I do believe that there's a sense of like, we're, we have something in this life that we're doing and it's connected to something bigger, this higher part of ourselves that, you know, why not have past lives? You know, I can't say for sure. Or my meditation teacher used to joke. He would say, oh, you'll find out when you're dead, you know, <laughs> you <laughs> do sure. all this work now. But there's this sense of like, you know, you're actually building something. And what's, what's more important than just like me, little me, like in terms of like, you know, humanity, you know, mm. like a much bigger picture. Like how can we have each of us in the sort of best of us that adds to humanity that, sort of makes this a better place that builds more connection to peace and to light, you know, mm. like from that, it's just so much bigger. And it just really motivates me to want to help people to see that because when you feel yourself in that, you have a role, you're part of that. Like you can contribute, mm. you know, like you're important. Each person is, mm. and it's like a whole like community aspect, you know, it's like, this is like, we're all in it together, you know? And, mm. and to me that helps just sort of like um it's very uplifting you know absolutely and yeah and it's not I love that because it's not as like weighty as like spirituality to me I was raised in a catholic family and there was so much you know I feel like kind of restriction with like organized religion and it you know it's not to say that that I'm like anti-religion and that's, you know, obviously a much deeper conversation, but just, it was very hard for me when I sort of like not walked away from, but sort of walked away from right. a more organized religion to, to rediscover spirituality in that sense. And, yeah. you know, just, I think my own sort of giving up things that didn't serve me anymore. Um, and I've always you know, I tend to refer to this as like a spiritual awakening that I've gone through the past couple of years. Um, I really think about now that interconnectedness that we all have. And one of my mentors talks about how, you know, um, regardless of, you know, what you believe religion wise, like if you think of God as just, you know, the universe, God, just a, a power higher than us. Um, she explained it as like, if, if God is the sun, we're a ray of the sun. If, if God is the ocean, we're a drop in the ocean. And I loved thinking about it in that sense that it's like, you know, or also that like, if you want to look for God, look inside because everybody's always looking outside and that, and I think there's a lot of pain with that. And, you know, like I said, this is such a deep conversation that we could go so far with, but right. I'm saying it in the sense that if we really looked at it as there's something bigger than us and yeah. um, 
that we all play a role and we're all important because I think that that's a lot of the the issues that we face and the pain and the suffering comes from us not feeling the self-love that um, I really feel like is so critical to most of the issues that we're all faced with is that people have forgotten how to love themselves. And when we really work on loving ourselves, we have the capacity to love each other and, um, you know, see, and that's why I do this podcast, because I feel like when we share our stories and we show how human we are, and we show that we, you know, we're complex beings with our own experiences, like it just helps us connect better. And I think that connection is so important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think that, you know, the, the flip side of this interconnectedness and this bigness and kind of going beyond is this, the smaller kind of pain that you're talking about or that feeling. And it's funny because I remember for years, people would say, you just have to learn to love yourself. And I was like, what the hell? How do you do that? You know, I was like, it used to annoy me because I was like, okay, I'll love myself. Blah, yeah. blah. But what, what I learned in the meditation, you know, so it's, I've learned so much, but you know, one of those things is this concept of the something called the wound which is the idea that we come from god and that when we're on earth there there is a kind of separation like we have to kind of find that again and so whether you're like you know drinking a lot or you know doing drugs or eating a lot like there's a sense of trying to fill a hole like you often Mm -hmm. talk about people trying to fill a void or there's something missing or they feel empty or they're looking from through their for their partner from it and there's sort of a sense well actually this is like becoming whole again you know from a spiritual perspective and and we use a, a term that's called combinescence which I love that term because it's like it's a combination of your essence and spiritual essence so of God of, of the light it's like yes you are that drop in the ocean you are that ray of sunshine um, but there's a way where like you can feel into it where it feels like it's all around you you know like you're part of it you're encased in it you're supported you're loved you're not separate from it you know, and I think that piece is really critical for people to feel. And that's what actually I really love in my sessions because people can really feel that they get a sense of this light and warmth and this sense of their connecting to it. And sometimes for them, it might come in the form of like a loving relative who's passed, you know, they can feel their presence. And it's, but it's this, this sense of like, there is actually something greater that's here that's that's holding you. And, and I think when you can go from a place of like, Oh, is that there? Or that's there to just being like, yeah, it's there. It's supporting me. I am supported. Mm. Um, you know, it can feel really different. And I feel like that's part of what I want to share in terms of my quote mission or whatever you want to call it. But it's like that sense of like, Hey, this is here for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's here for you. It's here for you. It's not, nobody's left out. And it's, it's this sense of like, when you can like tap into that, that sort of juiciness warmth that sense of home like it just changes everything it's just mm-hmm. like everything kind of quiets down you, you feel more calm there's just a sense of peace mm-hmm. you know, it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. and I and I go back to this concept of like what if it didn't have to be so hard and that's not to say that there won't be hard things that we all experience we can't avoid you know what it is to be human. We're going to go through phases of grief and pain, and there are things that are going to come up. But if we sort of lean into this feeling that we're supported and that we can sort of move through life with this sort of ease and optimism, and it's not about just like 
like you said, something so basic as just love yourself and be positive. And that's, you know, the end of it, but to just have this sort of feeling that you're supported, I just think sometimes we make it a lot harder on ourselves than it needs to be. Um, and I think when we can sort of slow down and integrate some of these practices that have been, you know, now studied and proven to work, like it doesn't have to be so difficult. And I think that used to be this whole idea that like, that's, I remember as a kid, and even as like a teen, the whole, um, concept of like, well, just wait, you're going to grow up and be an adult and life will just be hard and miserable. <laughs> like that was just like, we, Awful. it was just kind of a message that I think a lot of us were given that it's just like, it's going to be hard and it's going to be and and I just think that that's sort of the wrong, the wrong message. So hopefully some of us that like maybe consider ourselves, um, I don't, I don't necessarily like love referring to myself as like a light worker, but somebody that, you know, I just think the sense that maybe it doesn't have to be so hard um, is helpful. And I think part of, yeah, I think part of it, like that conditioning, you know, whatever it is, whether it's re religion or school or whatever, you know, it's just where it's a kind of uh, molding you into something that may not be your truth, you know? Mm. And then as you get older, it's like kind of finding that out. I think it also involves like, um, your heart, like learning how to open your heart, because when you're in those situations, you have to kind of close different layers just to kind of feel safe or to kind of get through it. And so the process of like really learning again with the subtle bodies energetically to sort of feel that heart opening to the more that you can open that you can actually be more connected to others to spiritual connection. And another big piece that's not really talked about a lot, but that I definitely have learned in my training is the whole layer of what we call the etheric energy or your life force, your ki, chi, prana, like that is actually really huge in terms of allowing you to receive more, to open more, to feel more in general. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, I was talking to my son the other day. I mean, he's 12 and I was looking at how long he was on the phone. You know, you can see that. I was like, dude, you are on the phone like way too much. Like we got to cut that down. Like it's gone up a lot since COVID. Mm. But it's like when we're on screens all the time, when we're like inside, when we're not connected to this life force through nature, through activity, all these type of things, we become more disconnected, more separate. And it, it's kind of like, as a society, as humanity, I feel like we have to sort of also learn like ways to like have more connection, have more of this, these experiences so that we don't, people aren't disconnected in that way. You know, they mm -hmm. aren't alienated. They can feel like this hope, this potential, this community, this interconnection, you know? So like, the whole things like this podcast is amazing because you could actually reach a whole lot of people, you know, have a platform like this. I mean, it is, you know, online digital, but it's still a sense of like helping people learn and, and mm. go. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the work you're doing is amazing. Um, and so, like I said at the beginning, so needed. Like, I don't think that, I think we're finally, I don't know, I feel a shift in us like as humans and societally, like speaking out that things need to change and we need to be, you know, more open and vulnerable and that, um, you know, like addressing things like shame and grief and talking about this stuff. So, um, you know, I just really value the work you're doing. If people wanted to learn more about 
the work you're doing, how to get in touch with you um, in, in all the great things you're doing, how, how could people do that? Um, yeah, so there's a couple different ways. Um, I have a website, which is my name, um, MaureenMagoran.com. And I have some different um, offerings on there. If you're interested in looking at one-to-one -one work, um, I've been creating some online programs on, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, Wednesday, December 1st to 10 a.m. Eastern time, I'm running a free masterclass called Rituals for Release. There's a lot around this energetic work, getting more in touch with that, kind of feel that lightness. Um, and then as well, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Maureen McGoran. And um, yeah, and so I share a lot there and would love to connect with people. They can send me a message or just reach yeah, out. Yeah, you're always offering such amazing, um, valuable content on Instagram. So I love following you there. And um, I think people are really going to love the work that you do. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I could see us having many more conversations in the future. So thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. thank you, Kristen, for all you do for thank you. sharing as well. I appreciate it. What an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you want to hear others like it, I would love it if you check out the links in the podcast description. I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who would also enjoy it. You can also find me over on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C or visit my website at www.thewarriorwithinus.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you.